Friend, you're so blessed to be a mother. You have an amazing gift in your family, yet you may feel like you have lost yourself. You feel alone, unfulfilled, busy catering to the demands and needs of your family, having no time to invest in yourself or to lean in to being the person you hunger to become. It's time to accept our reality, stop the mom guilt and thrive in our everyday present. Mom, I'm here to remind you that you matter. You are a masterpiece. Your feelings, desires, unspoken needs, and all of you has a purpose. The story of a life that you are creating and living right now is irreplaceable. I'm here to walk with you and to cheer you on. It's my privilege to welcome you here to have a conversation about how we as moms can learn, grow, be nurtured, improve our mindsets, and apply the practical and life-changing strategies to make our life a little less hectic and a lot happier. I want to empower mothers to create a new standard, a standard of feeling beautiful, living well, showing up as their best self, and setting up a good example for our kids who will learn far more from what we do than what we say. In these podcasts, I will be chatting with other moms who will be sharing about their motherhood journey, how they are making themselves whole, pursuing their dreams while thriving as a mom. This is a safe place. Without any judgments, shaming, and discrimination, everyone is welcome here. We are on this journey together, girlfriend. I want to encourage you to let's rediscover our true self, reclaim our time, our energy, and care for ourselves to be the woman we want to be, and most of all, thrive. So let's rise up and show up as a better version of ourselves. I am Jennifer James, your wellness coach on the Holy Mom Chat. Before we get into the interview with my special guest today, I wanted to take a moment to let you know about my coaching services. My mission here at Holy Mom is to empower women to find and nurture their true self through the transformation of mind, body, and spirit. You can hit the reset button of your life. You can take charge. You can break out of the I don't have time for myself cycle and be what you are called to be. With my coaching clients, we focus on your individual needs to understand your specific situation and then together we create a personalized plan to help you meet your goals. These sessions can take place in person or virtually. I only have nine spots left, so for my podcast listeners, I'm offering a $50 off any package with the code 50OFF, so shoot me an email at info at holymom.com with 50OFF in the subject line, and I'll be sure to get back to you within 48 hours. And let's go ahead and book your free discovery call today. Now here's the interview. Hello, everybody. Today on the podcast of the Holy Mom Chat, we had Mary Davis from In Good Order here in Richmond, Virginia. Mary is a mom, wife, a reformed pack rat turned professional organizer. After 20 years in the corporate world creating inventory control systems and administrative processes, She realized she could have a greater impact helping people get organized. Mary knows that anyone can benefit from good organizational systems. She also knows that it's hard to find the time, motivation, or bandwidth. Mary founded In Good Order in 2019 and helps her clients by decluttering and creating functional and beautiful systems to bring ease into their lives. So welcome, Mary. Thank you for being with us. Thank you for having me. I'm happy to be here. Thank you. So would you like to share a little bit about yourself and tell tell your listeners um, about you? Yeah, so you covered a lot of it. Um, I do have two boys, nine and 12. Mm -hmm. I was born in Richmond, have lived here my whole life. We're out in Hanover County now. Other than organizing, I also design 
closet factory systems, which goes hand in hand with my business, of course. And Mm -hmm. hobby wise, probably reading and a little too much TV. (laughs) (laughs) That's neat. So tell us about your personal journey and the experience with the need for order and declutter. Yeah. um, So my journey probably really began when my dad passed away unexpectedly. He had a business that had he, so he had a building that his business was in and he was a collector of all things. And we had over 5,000 square feet of stuff to clean up. It took us six months to dig out, including a fairly big auction at the end. So going through that process really made me look at my own home and what I was leaving behind should something happen to me. So really just took a really hard look at at what I had in my home. I bought the Marie Kondo book, The Mm -hmm. Life-Changing Magic of Tidying Up and just conmarried my whole house (laughs) and really realized that I was, I already considered myself fairly organized, Mm -hmm. but after going through that process, really realized the benefits of having those systems in place and just having less stuff. Mm -hmm. So was, did you feel that that was an emotional need as well, or it was emotionally satisfying? Absolutely. One thing that I realized as we were going through the process of cleaning out my dad's is you can't grieve properly until you're done with all of those things. So it really extended the grieving process for us to be constantly going through his things and having to revisit that part of his life Mm -hmm. um, instead of celebrating, you know, the happier, happier times. So it really is emotionally satisfying to when you know that you're not leaving something for somebody else to clean up, I think. So that raised a need in your own life to do that for your own home as well. Yes, absolutely. So I think that decluttering has a mental health aspect to it too, because I feel like if there is too much stuff around us, we cannot really focus either, right? On a day-to-day living. I feel like that. So I don't know how your experience has been and how did incorporating decluttering in your own space before you became a professional organizer, how did it impact you and your family life? So you're exactly right. Your surroundings absolutely affect your mental well-being. So just having less stuff, I liken it to kind of having less noise mm-hmm. around, less visual noise, so to mm-hmm. speak. Yeah. Um, there's just more calm. You aren't constantly looking at things going, oh, that's something else I need to deal with. Mm-hmm. Um, that's something else I need to put away or find a place for clean or, or whatever the case may be. Mm-hmm. So do you ca- categorize yourself as a minimalist? I don't. I have much less stuff than I used to have, but I wouldn't say that I'm a true minimalist. Mm-hmm. So how did you see it impact your family life? Um, I, it just leaves us having those systems in place, which you spend less time straightening and cleaning and dealing with things, it really leaves us more time to do other things that we want to be doing. Mm -hmm. It impacts just like me being impacted by my physical surroundings. It has a positive impact on my kids and my husband Mm -hmm. and our, our time together. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I completely believe that uh, our surroundings and the environment that we live in definitely makes an impact on our well-being. I'm that sort of person. If I see that, you know, things are unorganized and out of place, it doesn't throw me off. But 
I do feel like the need, okay, I need to organize that. And once like, you know, putting all the dirty dishes away before going to bed, <laughs> I think yeah. most moms like that. So when I come downstairs, I like to see a clean kitchen and counters are clean and tidy. So I think it helps you start your day right as well to focus on the things that you can be more present for, like enjoying your kids more or focusing on healthy eating more rather than tidying up constantly, right? Absolutely. Yes. So speak to me a little bit about the systems um, that you were talking about, having systems in place. So just let's explore that a little bit. What does that look like from the time that you wake up in the morning? Yeah. So one example I use pretty frequently, we all get up and we get ready for our day. When you open your closet and you have a full closet packed full of stuff and there's stuff on the floor and stuff hanging off of the shelves, it doesn't give you a feeling of calm and control Mm -hmm. to start your day. If you open your closet and you know exactly where everything is and you can easily grab what you want to wear and know, not have to deal with searching for things or rummaging through things, it really sets you up for your whole day to go that way. And And that applies in every room in your house. If you go to your kitchen to make your coffee, just like you said, and you're your counters are clean and the dishes are put away. It's just a nice, smooth beginning to your day that carries, I think, throughout the whole day. Yes. And what I like to do is sometimes, especially when we know that we're going to have busy mornings uh, ahead of us, if it's like a whole busy week, what I like to do is uh, choose the outfits because it's five of us in our home, Um, you know, minus my husband, then I would choose like four outfits for everybody for the whole week and just keep them ready and have them on like that hanging, hanging closet thing and have them ready. So the kids know, you know, what they're going to be wearing and have it all lined up, including socks. (laughs) And so that's much easier for you to do. I'm sure when you can find everybody's clothes and easily pick out outfits. Yeah. So what I like to do is personally rotate every six months based on seasons and the kids growing out of it. So I have ages almost 10, four and two. So, you know, younger ones, especially grow out of clothes pretty quickly. And then seasons are changing. So I like to keep only like six months of uh, season and size wise because they're growing out of things so quickly. So I think having an organized closet is very important (laughs) to start your day off right. So that's absolutely a system. It, you, so you need a system for the clothes that you're not using. Where are you putting those and yes. how are you storing those? And I don't know how you, like if you're passing clothes down from mm-hmm. one child to the next, yes. keeping those somewhere. So those are the types of systems that really help us in our everyday lives. Yes. And I had to sort of learn and discover that on my own. And I love that, that you do that as a living, right? So I think that's so helpful. I think the more I'm exploring mama helpers, I'm finding, oh my goodness, I wish I knew this, you know, earlier on, because it takes some time to figure out a system for yourself. But whereas if you're working with a professional who can suggest it right then and there, then you don't have to go over months of trying different systems, right? And there's still some trial and error, but it definitely makes it a much shorter process. Mm -hmm. So why did you choose to be an organizer? I worked in the corporate world for over 20 years, and I just didn't feel like I was doing anything that really improved people's lives. Um, I knew I could do that with organizing. It has such a positive impact on people's lives. Mm -hmm. And I love helping people realize the impact it can have in their homes. I'm a reformed pack rat. When I was a teenager and a young adult, I was just messy, messy. 
I got better about it as I got older and felt like I was organized. But I feel like that gives me the unique perspective of having been in my client's shoes. So I've been through the process myself. I've been on both ends of Mm -hmm. the both sides of the coin, so to speak. Mm -hmm. And so I can really understand some of the struggles and hurdles that people are going through when they're trying to declutter and get organized. Mm -hmm. So I love that, that you have that personal connection with what you're doing. Like you said, that you want to help improve people's lives. So, you know, it's like you're trying to serve them in living better and living well and focusing on the things that matter more than spending time and figuring things out about decluttering, right? That's service is what we do. We we want to serve people and have a positive impact on in every home we I go into. Amazing. So tell me how can moms improve their lifestyle by decluttering? Do you have any suggestions for my mama listeners? Yes. Get your kids involved is is one of the suggestions. Um you have to be realistic about that, but the sooner you can help get them involved that you know you're not only teaching them good habits, but you're giving yourself some relief. Delegating, right? Yes, yes. <laughs> and I think that that can look so different for different people, but there's so many resources online that you can find now that you can get like chore charts that you can involve kids with different ages because like, you know, a 10-year-old might not be able to do something that 14-year-old can do. So just being realistic, like you said, right? Yes, yes. So a great example of that is my son loved Legos when he mm-hmm. was little. So organizers dream, you know, Mm -hmm. I want all the bins and I want them color coded and sizes. And I I very quickly learned that mommy was still cleaning up the Legos because the five and six year old wasn't going to color code the Legos. (laughs) You do have to be realistic with your expectations um, yes. for sure. <laughs> I'm giggling here because I was in the same shoes. <laughs> My son was like that, that the body, there would be separate section for the bodies. And then there would be separate section for the heads and then the legs and then the, all the accessories. And he still loves Legos and he's almost going to be 10, right? So it started from being that organized and color coded to like, you know, having one of those Ikea drawer systems where there are bins of Legos. I'm like, okay, as long as you keep them contained here, that's okay. We're not going to go color coded anymore. Yeah, that's but, but I think, familiar. <laughs> but I think that it is so important um, to involve kids because my story, I don't know if you heard my previous episodes or not. I do talk about it a little bit with my tribute to my mom. Then when we were growing up, I grew up in a very different lifestyle. I grew up in Dubai and uh, we had maids, we had a nanny, we had a chauffeur, so we had a gardener. So everything was like done for us, right? So when I went into university for the first time in Toronto, um, I was about 16 when I started And I'm like, oh my goodness, I have to do my own laundry. (laughs) We have to clean. What do you mean by that? So we were really not trained, you know, when we were growing up because that was not the lifestyle that we grew up in. So learning from my own experience, what I do now, like even my two-year-old is now involved in doing laundry because I think that it is so important to teach our kids life skills and to be able to be independent on their own. It's not just about helping with the chores, but teaching them that it is an important skill. So, and and I'm not like condescending my parents in any way, but it that's what everybody was used to, right? That's how the lifestyle right. was. But over here, the lifestyle is a little bit different. So, but I want my kids to be able to know that that's important. And, 
you know, they help with putting the, even my two-year-old helps putting the clothes in the washer, then moving them from the washer to the dryer. So teaching them that we can do life together and we can all contribute as a family. I think it's yes. important and it makes a difference. And I don't want them to feel like I felt when I went to university. Yeah. How do I do laundry? How do I yeah. fold my clothes? I love that. And you make a great point that it's not just about getting help with the chores. It's about really teaching them that independence. Mm -hmm. Because then they feel more in charge and they feel that, oh, they can contribute. So it also teaches them about being a good citizen, right? So yes. you take responsibility for your actions and your actions have an impact on a community or a society around you. So it's, it's, uh, it's a spiral effect that it has. And I think it starts very early on. And I see the difference how I parented my almost 10 year old, and then we didn't have our second child till like five years later. So, you know, I learned a lot of things and I'm like, okay, I need to redo some things and do things differently with the early on. So like you said earlier, being in check of what is working, what is not working and reevaluating over and over what is the best for the family and what the what are the results that you're trying to achieve, right? Yes. Can we talk a little bit more about how do you think that this improves the quality of life mentally, emotionally, and physically? What has yes. your experience been? Physically. So I'm going to address the physical part of it first. Okay. So clutter and disorganization cost us time and money. I don't think people realize how much I read a statistic, we can mm -hmm. spend up to an hour a day looking for things that we can't find. Wow. So when you have less clutter and you have those systems in place, you spend less time looking for things and less time cleaning up, which gives us more time to do the things that we want to be doing, mm -hmm. or need to be doing. You also spend less money because you're not buying duplicates for things that you can't find. If you have a house with less clutter, you're mm -hmm. buying less because you don't want the stuff in your house. Mm -hmm. Mentally and emotionally, we already talked about this a bit, but mm -hmm. your your surroundings do directly affect your mood and your behaviors. So I liken it to, and I think you probably, I know you talked about this some with Jamie Baker, but when we look good, when we get up and put on a, an mm -hmm. outfit that makes us feel good, we feel good about ourselves. And I think the same applies to our surroundings. Mm -hmm. When I open my pantry and it's neat and organized and, and it looks pretty, you know, I'm much more likely to want to pull out something and cook <laughs> than <laughs> heading over to the, to the drive-thru or, you know, the takeout place because it, it just really affects your mood. And you don't get that sense of overwhelm of looking around going, oh, what am I going to cook? Because I can't see what's here. Or yes. I can't tell what's here. I think that, and, and it doesn't have to be a high cost investment, but I think making things look great and being organized on top of that really, really affects how we feel about our home and ourselves and our labs at, mm -hmm. in, inside of our homes. You made some important points here that I would like to explore a little bit more. So the first one that you said was time and money that if we spend time in decluttering and organizing ourselves, that we would be spending more time on things that are more meaningful, right? And in terms of money too, I can completely associate with that, that if I know that my pantry is organized and I know where thing things are, and if I have inventory of what is there and what is not, I think that you can do better at grocery shopping too, right? So 
like what we like to do is make like a monthly trip to Costco and not on a weekly basis. So if we know that we're going to be running out of, let's say, pasta or whatnot. So if we know what's in the pantry, then we can make a better choice and plan our meals accordingly, too. So I think it is it is a spiral effect, but starting with small steps. Yes. Yes, absolutely. I think the biggest hurdle for people getting organized is the feeling of overwhelm. (laughs) Start with one drawer or one small closet. And if that's still overwhelming, Mm -hmm. don't be ashamed to ask for professional help. I think a lot of people are like, oh, I shouldn't need somebody to help me get organized. I should be able to do it myself. But that's like saying, I don't need somebody to change the oil in my car. We we all have our skill sets and yeah. not everybody's is getting organized. Yeah. And it's, I think what plays into that is also mama guilt as well, like feeling guilty or I don't want anybody to come see the way I live or feeling oh, ashamed yeah. of yourself. And I think it's the same as it's a form of therapy too. I think the therapy is important, right? In terms of decluttering our home, I think that's an extension of therapy and of of taking care and ownership of our mental health and our overall well-being. And the funny thing is, it's not just us, it's the whole family dynamics that are being affected by that. Because I think that example toys, the more toys you have, I think the kids feel overwhelmed by that too. And there have been studies that have been done that, you know, don't put too many toys in there. The toys that you have, um, Play is important for kids, but it needs to be meaningful play and not just any and every sort of toy. Um, And in our home, most of the toys were gifted from families. So and we try to rotate them or keep on getting rid of them or donating them because I feel like there is so much influence of entertaining them. I think it's it needs to be more things like they can build on skill sets that they can build on like Legos. I think that that's important. (laughs) It's an important skill set to have, right? Yes, absolutely. And you bring up a good point about, you know, your mental health. I always say that I feel like organizing is self-care. So I totally agree with you on that point. Yeah. And I think actually part of my coaching process is that, um, you know, when we talk about decluttering with my clients, when we work on decluttering, so it's not just about decluttering in our space around us. It's also decluttering our mind and our feelings and our thoughts. But there are some clients who like to start with decluttering the space that they're in and then start on working themselves within because that's easier for them. Yes. So uh, I, I believe in decluttering both, you know, physically and emotionally as well. It's the, yeah. it's the idea about taking inventory of what is impacting you negatively and positively. So, yes. but you need to have that mindset that you are being influenced, even though you recognize it or you don't recognize it. So what are some practical ways that moms can implement starting right now? I know you mentioned earlier that, you know, start small, start with one thing, <laughs> with one. Yes. Group. But do you have some other suggestions too? Pick a spot that doesn't overwhelm you. You talked about the toys. Absolutely. So I used to have, we had a whole playroom full of toys. They don't, they don't need all the stuff. I mean, I I know that sounds a little harsh, but it's, it's the truth. Um, So practical ways, like, again, be realistic. If you have toddlers and you label things with words, they're not going to know where to put things Mm -hmm. away. So use pictures to label things. You know, you can easily print pictures off the computer and and put them on bins or boxes or whatever you have. I think the key is not letting yourself get overwhelmed. A lot, a specific amount of time to work on it. 
work on it for that amount of time and then step away from it. So you, so you don't get frustrated and just give up. What just came to my mind is like, you know, you mentioned it a couple of times about feeling overwhelmed. I think for some people, it increases their anxiety levels too, to have clutter around them. And I think yes. it's a ripple effect because it's starting to affect you mentally and emotionally as well, because your physical surroundings are causing you anxiety. And we're not going to even go into OCD because <laughs> that can be like completely after charge anxiety to the point yeah. where you might need medication and more therapy. So there we're going back into spending more time and money into, right. into treatment, whereas you can start small as well. So I think that starting small is great advice. Thank you. Before we wrap up, what are the three pieces of wisdom that you would like to share with my listeners? I know that you've shared so many nuggets here and there, but is there anything particular that you would like to share? Um, I think one of the bigger things is understanding that getting organized doesn't mean that your house is never going to be messy. Mm. We still live our lives. We still are going to have our messes. I think the thing that we need to realize is it means what getting organized means is that it's going to take much less time and effort to get unmessy again. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's just going to make that process to get your house back where you want it so much easier. Being organized does require maintenance, but the maintenance just makes it much easier than when you don't have those systems in place. And another thing is, and this kind of goes back to your minimalist comment, my philosophy is it's okay to have things. I'm not going to come into somebody's home and say, oh, we've got to get rid of that. Mm-hmm. I think I think the key is to try to have things that serve us. Mm-hmm. And that means either you need it, you use it, or you love it. Mm-hmm. And if it doesn't fall into one of those three categories, then really evaluating, is it something that you should get rid of? Mm-hmm. One way I explain that is if you have 20 pairs of jeans mm-hmm. and two pairs of those jeans make you feel really good and you wear them, then I'm going to tell you that you should probably get rid of 18 pairs of jeans. (laughs) But if you wear all 20 pairs and they all make you feel fantastic, we're going to find a place for all of them. Uh It's really about how the items in your home serve you and your life. Mm -hmm. So recognizing what is a purpose behind the things that you want to have and then finding a system to put them in your home and being able to maintain it without feeling overwhelmed. Yes, exactly. Right. Exactly. So taking one step at a time and taking small steps. Well, thank you so much for sharing your wisdom and your time with us. And it was lovely chatting with you, Mary. Thank you so much for being with us. Thank you so much for having me. I love talking with you and hopefully we'll talk again. Yes. And if somebody wants to get in touch with Mary, her information is going to be in my show notes. Her website is in goodorderllc.com and her Facebook and Instagram handles are in goodorderllc as well. And all of this is going to be included in my show notes. So please reach out and uh, stay tuned, subscribe to her email list and check out her resources. She has uh, spoken on some other podcast as well and she has been participating in some blogs too so uh, feel free to reach out and listen to her and get more organizational tips thank you mary thank you so much thank you so much for joining me in this episode today i would so appreciate if you can share this podcast with other moms or moms to be and if you have not already please subscribe to my podcast on itunes and leave a review 
You know what? It would be fun if you can take a screenshot when you're listening to my podcast and tag me at Holy Mom. That's W-H-O-L-Y-M-O-M. So my lovelies, I would like to encourage you, let's rise up and show up as a better version of ourselves. Because let's face it, nobody is better at being you than you. So let's do this. This is Jennifer James from the Holy Mom Chat.